Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Drake's Corner podcast. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and I know it's been a while. I'm not going to speak on to it too much, but um, we're back. And I promise from this point forward, weekly videos every week, maybe a little something bonus too. Who knows? We got a lot coming up right now in the sports world. Uh, we're going to get into John Morant, uh, Jokic talk, Derek Carr talk, Daniel Jones talk. And uh, we'll do a little top 10 list for the players who showed out at the Combine, kind of the standouts there. Um, But we had a few signings in the NFL world go down quarterback-wise over the last weekend today. Um, And then we'll talk about John Morant. That'll be a pretty heavy one, but we're not going to go crazy with it. And then talk about a little Nikola Jokic. Stat padding? Who knows? But we'll start off with Jaw here. Um, uh, You know, I think... Uh, Shannon Sharp already kind of just grilled him on this on Undisputed, and I think pretty much everyone kind of in the NBA analyst world just kind of, you know, said everything that needs to be said, and I don't really need to say more, but one thing I will say is, you know, we haven't, we've talked about what he's done, and you know, I'm not going to do the whole, are you going to be a ball player, are you going to be a thug type narrative, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to spit in more just negativity towards the situation, but you know, the, the, the development of his, you know, mental state has gone backwards. Um, and at this point, how does he recover from this? Like, uh, I don't feel like this is going to end his career by any means. It's not going to be a, a Gilbert Arenas type deal, um, you know, where he brought the gun in the locker room and, you know, kind of, you know, made a situation out of it. But, you know, he had a possession of it. It went through, you know, team locker rooms, the airport, and it's a 50-game suspension if that happened. And, um, you know, that now the police are involved. This guy is a role model. And if he can, you know, come back from this, you know, mature up and say, hey, I messed up instead of doing that BS kind of, uh, you know, kind of statement he released after the whole gun situation, he said he needs to find better ways of dealing with stress. And I don't understand how firearms and flexing them on Instagram live have anything to do with dealing with stress. But, you know, here's the, the his development's gone backwards and, you know, how can he improve from this? It, it's going to show his character all in all. And I really think, you know, just to take from the situation, how's it going to come out? How's he going to, how's he going to better himself? That's it. And, you know, Nike can stick with him. He's going to be a, you know, a solid role model for kids. Um, you know, growing up wanting to be like him. If he comes out of this situation saying, I messed up, I need to do better. And, you know, there's no better role model than someone who's been through, uh, adversity and you know came out on top so that's all I'm going to say about it um, you know he's what's he trying to prove I don't know he's still a kid I'm 20 myself he's 22 um, I'm not going to try and speak up to somebody like I know more but it was stupid uh, how does he come out at this though as a as a different man as a mature man and as a role model for you know kids and he's got a you know I think it's a shaking hands type deal. Like, sure, I'll make $200 million in the NBA. Um, all I have to do is be a role model and, you know, be a good a good person, good teammate, you know, making smart decisions, et cetera. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not going to go more deep into it. What more needs to be said? I think uh, pretty much everyone in the analyst world has said everything that there needs to be said. So, yeah. Uh, next on the list, maybe third MVP in a row for Nikola Jokic. Um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of talk 
about stat padding with him. I heard Kendrick Perkins, J.J. Ruddick get into a bit of a dispute about his, uh, you know, his stats, and if he's stat padding or not, uh, let's just say J.J. Ruddick absolutely torched him in the argument, but, you know, the one thing I will say, the ability for him to get assists as a center and, you know, his gift, uh, this gift of passing is, you know, developed through the EuroLeague, uh, and carried into the NBA. Nobody has it like him. There's no other center in this league who has the passing ability like Nikola Jokic. And, you know, as a solid big in the league, if you aren't averaging a double-double with points and rebounds, you're mediocre or less than mediocre, okay? Uh, you're expected to, uh, as a center in the NBA, average 10 and 10, okay? Or else you're mediocre or less, um, the Nuggets are undefeated when Joker has a triple-double, and rightly, you know, rightfully deserves MVP once again for this stat if the Nuggets continue to stick in the one seed in the West and dominate throughout the regular season. But, you know, all in all, but I don't think Joker cares about any of this. He does not care about the triple-double stat. He doesn't care about uh, the MVP. He said in multiple interviews, you know, very bluntly uh, that he wants to win a championship with Denver and, you know, back to the ability for him to get assists like it's not his fault he's make he's a playmaker his basketball IQ is you know second to none it's on LeBron's level I'd say and you know he's gonna get rebounds as a big and you know he's a just a gifted scorer as well so stat padding no I don't think you can compare it to like Russell Westbrook in 2017 you know at the free throw line you know them letting him get rebounds sure it's a fun thing to have I mean who doesn't want to break a triple-double record, but Jokic, uh, I just think he's just a phenomenal basketball player, and for him to get 10-plus assists as a center every night and, you know, lead his team to an undefeated record when he does so uh, is absolutely, you know, unheard of, and, you know, for this guy to have that passing ability, um, you know, I, I think it's insane to say Jokic sat pads. I, I, I don't like that statement at all. He's, and he rightfully deserves um, his MVP award for being, you know, a three, three-headed three monster and able to, in the ability to get points, rebounds, and assists the way he does, especially the assist part. We, we probably won't see another big man do it like he does again once he retires. So that's my take on Jokic. Um, I, I really think he's the favorite again for a third straight MVP. Um, there's been talk about Embiid, but... Jokic with that record in the West and, you know, how tough the West is. And they are they have a large lead in front of most teams in the West. So, um, yeah, Jokic, third MVP, most likely. Um, stat padding, no. We're going to move on from the NBA onto the field of the NFL. Um, Derek Carr, the signing with the Saints. Do I like it? Not really. Derek Carr you know, I like Derek Carr as a passer. He's a top 12 QB. Um, he gets the job done. He's very serviceable. He's just insane arm talent. Uh, he's been through multiple coaches, and he's stuck through the rate, you know, with the Raiders the entire time. But I, I feel like he's past the prime of his career. Um, the Saints have been fluctuating QBs ever since Drew Brees' retirement, and they need to come with terms that they need to blow this up and, you know, start a rebuild, draft a quarterback, get, you know, maybe – another, I don't know, they need to just blow it up and get somebody new who can take over this team for more than a decade. Uh, they've fluctuated between Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, and now Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr has proven, you know, like I said, he's serviceable, but, you know, last year he had Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and, you know, you may say it's coaching, but at the same time, these are that's a top receiving core in the league, and he didn't really do anything with it. Do we really think 
They'll put the Saints on an elite level with just Alave, Juwan Johnson, uh, Michael Thomas. We don't know what he's doing. He's uh, injured or out on some island somewhere. I don't know. Alvin Kamara, I don't, you know, Kamara's in the twilight of his career. I don't think so. I just don't think he's going to bring him to an elite level. Yeah, the whole division thing about how he's the best quarterback in their division. Sure, but they're not going to get past the wild card. They're not going to get, you know, through a lot of teams in the NFC. And I just, you know, don't see this working out for them to, first of all, sign into a four-year deal. That's a long time. And second of all, you know, just win games at an elite level. I just don't see it happening. Carr has proven, you know, he's serviceable, like I said in the past with the Raiders, but uh, he had a very strong receiving core last year with the Raiders, and it did not work out in the slightest. Uh, it could be coaching. I don't know, but I just really don't see this, you know, working out and them getting over seven wins this year. Um, I, I like Derek Carr. I really do. He's a good quarterback. But uh, the, on, from the Saints side, I would have blown this up. Um, you know, traded out a few stars and gotten, you know, some draft capital. Start start with a new guy. Um, Derek Carr would have been, I don't know, Buccaneers in my mind were a solid spot for him. They already have veteran receivers who he can chuck it up to, kind of same receiving core uh, talent-wise as I'd say the Raiders, but maybe a little better. And, you know, with better coaching, I thought that would have been solid for the Buccaneers. But uh, they're going to take a different route. Oh, let's see. Daniel Jones. Ah, the old desperation signing from the Giants. A four-year, $160 million contract. The Giants caved in and ultimately set the market. You may think I'm going to say this is a dumb signing, but I actually don't mind the signing. I think, you know, the Giants were, you know, caved in. But at the same time, on the Daniel Jones end, it was a prove-it year for him. He led him to the divisional round of the playoffs. It was mostly defense and, you know, Saquon Barkley carrying the way, but can you name a receiver on the Giants? They might possibly have a worse receiving core than the Chicago Bears, and I'm a Bears fan, and I'm saying that, and they are absolutely terrible. But one, Daniel Jones has improved every year with his passer rating, his uh, passing yards, completion percentage, and, you know, two, the weapons the Giants have, you know, like I said, maybe the worst in the league. But, you know, he's a, he's shown very good scrambling talent. Um, some have called him the white Jalen Hurts. Um, maybe a stretch. I don't know. But, you know, Daniel Jones is improving every year. Uh, you know, I think he earned a prove-it year. Maybe the contract details four years. Uh, maybe too long. But, you know, I, I don't know if he can get them to the next level. But he has improved every year. So we can't deny that fact. And I think he really you know, approved a new contract with his prove-it year last year, bringing them to the divisional round. Um, you know, you have to really just suck, but he doesn't. He brought him to um, a divisional round in the playoffs. So what more needs to be said about Danny Dimes? Um, I don't I don't mind the signing. I think, you know, the franchise tag would have been, you know, better. Another prove-it year possibly, maybe get him a better receiver. Receiving core, see what he can do with that. But they would have lost Saquon, and I, I, I completely understand it. Four years, though, that's the only iffy side of it I'm on. But anyway, good signing for the Giants. Um, Danny brought him to the divisional round. And, yeah, get him a better receiver receiving core, and we'll see what he can do with that. Main event of the show, top ten players who showed out from the NFL Combine. Uh, this is in no particular order, but 
Um, these are 10 players who I think just completely up their draft stock in the NFL Combine. Uh, number 10, maybe, you know, a late-round pick, but uh, I really liked him in the drills. with uh, It's like the shuffle, and then he runs through the bags. I'll show a highlight on it right here. But Deuce Vaughn, he showed very good shiftiness in this drill, and I think he can be a really good special teams guy coming out of K-State. Uh, he's only five foot five, so, you know, you may think, oh, easy to tackle. No, it's hard to get on the same level as these short guys tackling, you know, from the legs down. And, you know, I think he can be a really solid special teams player, maybe a good third down back on screen passes, etc. cetera. Uh, number nine, Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. Insane athleticism. Uh, he ran a 4.640. Absolutely insane at his position. Um, he scored first in athleticism, scored four tight ends. And um, if you just watch this one-handed catch here, um, yeah, that's all I need to say. He's got a great first first burst step, and he's going to be a nightmare for linebackers in the red zone. Anyway, another Georgia guy at number eight, Nolan Smith, 1.52 10-yard split and a 41-inch vertical what more needs to be said? This guy's a solid edge rusher, and he's going to, you know, once again, first step burst, he's going to be just absolutely an animal at that. He's going to be a solid edge rusher in the league, and he's going to blow by tackles here in the future. Number seven, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State receiver. His 6.57 second three-cone shuffle puts him at number seven on this list. Um, he has great athleticism. Maybe not the top, uh, maybe not the best top speed but he has an insane acceleration and he's going to be a top receiver in the nfl in years to come i want my bears to draft him very bad but i don't know how we're going to do it but it's going to happen number six dj turner cornerback out of michigan a 4 2 40 yard or 4.28 40 yard dash um these 40 yard dashes for corners and receivers kind of you know make or break their early or late round selection dj turner may have possibly just turned himself into a second round pick with a 4.28 40 yard dash so it just shows if they can keep up with faster receivers and you know acceleration how good they can press etc so dj turner well done number five chase brown running back out of auburn led three categories in the nfl combine broad jump vertical and bench press um three categories within the running back uh, sector so but he you know he just shows off his athleticism leading in the broad jump vertical bench press he put up 25 reps on the bench press 225 that's insane uh number four Kalijah Kansi the best three tech besides Jalen Carter in the draft uh, once again another guy with an insane first burst step uh, he ran a 4-6 4 40 yard dash and he just blows up the middle of the offensive line uh number three Quentin Johnson 11 uh 11 feet, 2 inch broad jump, and a 40 inch, 40 and a half inch vertical. Uh, he's just a, he just showed up, he sh uh, showed he's a go up and get it type guy. And he's going to be, you know, a solid aggressive receiver in the year, in years to come. Uh, number two, CJ Stroud. Look at him just throwing absolute moon balls. I think he, you know, solidified his, uh, you know, ranking as a top two quarterback here in this draft upcoming. I guarantee he'll be a top four pick. Um, yeah, Shroud, we already knew his, uh, if he had any questions about his arm talent, we know now. Uh, just 60 yards in the air, absolutely incredible. And number one, Anthony Richardson. Need I say more? He broke two category records for the quarterback sector and ran a 4-4 40-yard dash as a quarterback. Um, he ranked a 99 score on the athleticism scale, or I don't know how they do it, but next-gen stats, he scored a 99 on, you know, the athletic scale for quarterbacks 
um, before it was Robert Griffin III, and we know that Robert Griffin III would have been an absolute terror in the league if he hadn't gotten injured. And this just shows the kind of athlete Anthony Richardson is. 6'4", 250, running a 4.4, 40-yard dash. Those are my top 10 players who absolutely showed out from the NFL Combine, and that will complete this episode of Drake's Corner. Um, I plan to have a March Madness video, Bracketology, Drake's Corner style, and I will have another NFL mock draft with trades coming up soon. Um, Yeah, that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, Go follow my Instagram at Drake's Corner Sports. Go like the video. Please subscribe. It would mean the world to me. And, you know, comment down if you'd like a Drake's Corner t-shirt. Um, they're $20, and I, you know, they're on my Instagram. And, yeah, you know, I'm at, I'm at a point in my channel career where my channel is small enough where I read every comment. So, if you're interested in a Drake's Corner t-shirt, comment down below. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.